All right, I hope that works. It uh, it's been so long since since I've had to do this. I don't know if I have the, I don't know if I have it in me anymore, Danny. What day is it? What day? It is precisely December third, twenty twenty one. Oh my God! When when was the last episode we did? Uh, at least we, sometime we, in October. I I remember us saying we were gonna take a break. No, I I thought we we're like, oh, and next week we'll come back and we'll talk Survivor Series. And then a whole month passed. Yeah. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, where, where am I? I really don't know how to start this off. Uh, it's so, been so long. We're sorry. We've been gone. Uh, but things have been busy. Let's see here. I can't find the date. Uh, let me see if I can find some info here. I mean, it's not like nothing has been happening. A lot of things have been happening. There's, we've missed a lot. We've missed a lot. There were at least 200 more releases. Um, uh, they're, they're signing... Well, they're, WWE is seemingly changing the way they they apprehend talent. October 14th. Oh my, oh, my God. That was the last episode that we did. That was a month and a half ago, Ben. Oh, my God. So much has happened in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't even know, what do we even talk about? How do we recap so much, so much information that's been, that's happened over the last six, seven weeks? You know that is a very good question. Normally, we would normally this would not be a problem, but uh, I guess uh, this is this is what this is what this is what you do in life. You adapt, you improvise, you carry on. Numerous releases. Yeah, numerous releases. Still like hundreds. At, I mean, at, by this point, end of the year, it's been like hundreds of releases. Literally at least 200 people over the last two years have been released. Title changes. AEW's had some had a great full gear pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. WWE had Survivor Series. At, which was okay. Some parts were good. Yeah. How do you do a 25-year rock celebration with no rock? Exactly. At first, I wanted to be... Yeah, so that that's the thing. That's the thing with. <laughs> at first, I was like, "Why are people getting so upset? They uh, they did not say the Rock was going to show up. So why are they getting mad? Or why are they building this up themselves? It's like, but the Rock wasn't there. They didn't say the Rock was going to be there. So why are you so mad? But the way they were doing it, it made it. They they did make it look like the Rock was going to at least sh- either show up or show up via satellite. You had the movie the- Red Notice. Mm-hmm. Promoting the whole show, yeah. Vince McMahon came back on TV just to promote a hundred million dollar egg. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't quite frankly, this isn't the prop from the movie. This is the real thing. Which, by the way, there is no Cleopatra's egg. That's not a real thing. There's just been so much stuff that we have missed over the last month and a half. Somebody stole my egg. It's impossible to go back and even recap it all. Mm-hmm. But so we're not going to have a good night, everybody. <laughs> but we are back for people who, well, no, we didn't tell anybody that we left, mm-hmm. but we just never showed up again. <laughs> and just like my dad. Okay, I'm kidding. My dad's still here. But we we've we we're we're back, and I guess this this is just for the sole purpose of saying we're still here. Yeah, we're back. A dinosaur story. <laughs> Uh, I'm your co-host, Danny. I'm still your co-host, Ben. And I don't know what we're calling this, but this is a Southern Smackdown 
rap. I don't know what to even call it. We're just we're just back. Yeah, we're just back. We're just here. We're just here to shoot the shit and catch up on some stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And preview some things coming up. I mean, there's not. Well, there's one thing coming up, but it seems now that WWE has just completely said, "All right, we're we're phoning it in. We're, our next pay per view is going to be day one to mm-hmm. kick off the new year." Survivor Series was the last pay-per-view of the year. Mm-hmm. Unless Something, you count War Games, but I don't really count it. Well, War Games is for NXT. Yeah. And I got to say, War Games this Sunday on the WWE Network, it's the first takeover for NXT 2.0. Mm-hmm. And they're going old school versus new school with it a little bit. Yeah. At it's least gonna, in the men's War Games match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see some of the... Uh, Less experienced talent just getting thrown into a war games match, especially someone like Braun Breaker, who has been impressive, but he's only been wrestling for a calendar year and they're and they've already thrown him into a ladder match and now he's getting thrown straight into a war games match. And to him and uh, my boy Tony D, which I am very excited to see him team up, interact with other people, and be in a war games match, but at the same time, I don't really know how long he's been professional wrestling. You know, I know he was a big amateur wrestling guy, but I don't know if he did stuff in the Indies or not. I'm not sure. I'm not too versed on Tony D before he uh, before he got here. But I am excited to see him in this environment. I know Grayson Waller, I think, is pretty experienced. That was not Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne got released. Uh, who was Grayson Waller? No, maybe I'm getting some I'm getting some people mixed up. Never mind. Either I, way. Because of work, I haven't been able to watch NXT <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Work's mainly been the reason why we've been gone. Uh, not to go into too much detail, but people left and me and Danny have had to keep the ship afloat. So that's yeah. why we've uh, we've been gone for so long. But things have slowed down and we're back. But there, there comes a time where life takes over. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty much what's been going on with us. Life has taken over. We've had to increase our roles doing other things. So a couple of things had to be put on hold on the back burner. And this was one of them. Mm-hmm. And we apologize for not keeping up with our weekly scheduled uh, time of releasing episodes. But, you know, we got to do what we got to do. And you know what? Maybe this might be the easier thing to do if we go every other week or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But there's so much stuff that we uh, that we missed. We we even, we still watch wrestling. Like, yeah. don't, don't, like just because we haven't done a show in a month and a half does not mean we have stopped watching what's been going on. I've still been watching. We've still been watching Raw and SmackDown. We've been watching NXT 2.0 when we can. We've been watching AEW when they've had their shows, and we watched Full Gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have still haven't watched Impact, so don't, we're not going to watch Impact. Well, I mean, it's starting to look like I should watch more Impact because a lot of the people on the indies right now that I really enjoy, they're also on Impact. We're like, starting to see Impact get their group of people. Now like, that the merger with AEW and Impact is, I guess it's over right now? For right now, yeah. I mean, Don Callis is still showing up, but... Ring of Honor's out of business. Well, well almost. Well, they're they're gonna shut. Well, they're gonna they're they're not going completely out of business. They're all they're they're just releasing everybody that's under contract. Yeah, we're not we're not going out of business. We're just gonna drop everybody. And they're trying to reinvent themselves, and they're gonna rebuild and make big changes, and then come back. But, but can't you do that without releasing all of your talent? I mean, I'll give them this. 
They've kept people on the payroll through the entirety of the pandemic when there were no live shows, barely any incoming revenue. They kept everyone employed and paid and that and good on them. But now it looks like maybe they, they that was too much and they are reaping the cons. I wouldn't say consequences because I'm not saying what they did was a bad thing, but. We're just witnessing wrestling change just in our eyes. The landscape has truly changed. Mm-hmm. Ring and of yeah, because I hate to say it, but I don't think we really need Ring of Honor anymore. It doesn't fill it doesn't fill the niche that it used to because now we have AEW for that. I think that's the that's the main reason. AEW is the real reason for all of this. Mm-hmm. In in a way, like Ring of Honor for a long time, especially coming up in the early two thousands, it was kind of the replacement for ECW, if you really think about it, because it it because a lot of the original ECW fan base transferred over to Ring of Honor, and hell, Ring of Honor was doing all like was doing like the Hammerstein Ballroom. They were doing all the classic ECW arena, so it was basically like a sister a sister promotion to ECW. So they filled that niche for a number of years, but now there's so many other alternatives that Ring of Honor, especially in its current stage, it doesn't feel like it's necessarily needed and i feel bad because we have people in there that i like i like shane taylor promotions our boy o'shea he's in ring of honor but you know it's like it just it it just doesn't really it's that surfaces are no longer required here's here's how i've seen it there is always a promotion that is able to captivate those I don't want to say those types of wrestling fans, but like the pure traditional wrestling fans yeah, or Capital, pure, yeah. pro wrestling fans. Yeah. There was it was ECW for a while, then it was Ring of Honor, then it was PWG, and Ring of Honor was still in the mix. Then NXT got in the mix as well, and now it's AEW, and that's the main the main source, main yeah. area. Barely PWG anymore, because like in my opinion, they don't exist. Because if at this point, if you're not streaming, if you're st- if you're not streaming, you're not like. You don't exist. PWG is pick, picking back up. Yeah, they are, but they they're still stuck in that DVD and Blu-ray model. They need they need to hop on streaming. They really do. I don't even care if you live stream the shows as they're happening. At least have them readily available and not make people wait a, over a month to get these shows on DVD or Blu-ray. Well, they're bringing Battle of Los Angeles back mm-hmm. here soon, and they're doing it in January instead of the normal uh, August. Well, you got to bring fans back. That's what you got to do. No, they never had any problem bringing fans in because even now the shows are still selling well, you out. Well, you got to build the only it back way up. You can watch the but shows. But you got to build it back up. Yeah. So I don't know. And plus, uh, a lot of their talent that they normally use got signed, but it looks like a lot of the AEW talent has the freedom to still do shows like PWG and, and stuff like at WrestleCade. And that's what AEW is going to be. And that's a good segue mm-hmm. because. While we try to pick up the pieces of what we've missed over the last month and a half, we can talk about stuff that's happened recently. And uh, the WrestleCade, what is it, a, a, a festival? Not a festival. It's a... It's kind of, it, uh, it's, kind, it's like a convention. Convention. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Wrestling convention. So WrestleCade, the yearly wrestling convention, was in Winston-Salem, North Carolina last weekend. Mm-hmm. And as you know, they have a lot of legends come through for photo for photos and autographs and some of the current superstars across the country. And they have a show to put a show together. And you were at WrestleCade. 
I last I, weekend. I sure was. I, I managed to get some time off work and uh, I, I went up there five hour drive from where we currently live. But it was worth it. Winston-Salem, especially downtown Winston-Salem, is a very nice area. I was literally, I walk out the Marriott right across the street is the Benton Convention Center, which is where the convention was. And then just right down the block, you had a mellow mushroom. And I'm not talking like the kind of mellow mushroom that we have here. I'm talking about a legit mellow, mellow mushroom. I don't know why. The mellow mushroom we have here, it doesn't feel like a real mellow mushroom. Because when I go to other mellow mushrooms in other places... That's a, those are real mellow mushrooms. I don't know I don't know what's going on with the stuff here, but this mellow mushrooms was great. But that's besides the point. Uh, but yeah, the, the convention was really cool. You see a lot of different people attending these kinds of conventions depending on where you are. Whenever you're attending like a WrestleCon, when, uh, whenever you're attending like a WrestleCon, you normally see the same type of fans. Whenever you attend like uh, uh, AEW Fan Fest in like Orlando in like Jacksonville or Chicago, you see the, those kinds of people when you're attending just a random wrestling convention in North Carolina, you get the territory guys. You get the territory. Yeah. Fans. You get the, you get going to a wrestling show or convention in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the classic States that had some of the best wrestling back in the day. Yeah. And you're, you're getting, you're getting all, you're getting all those kinds of fans. Uh, and you also see the people just bringing in like bags and totes full of action figures and other memorabilia to get signed. Those are where collectors go to get things signed. And North Carolina? Well, not just North Carolina, but like conventions like this when there's all these people in one in one area. So, I mean, good on them. They, they're finding an opportunity and they're trying to get them. But then also part of me feels like, I don't know, maybe they're just trying to sell them to that mean, get them signed so they can sell them or whatever. I don't know what they're doing with their stuff. I've never been an, a big action figure collector guy. I would always actually play with my action figures instead of keeping them in the box. Well, you're also more of the convention guy than me when it mm-hmm. comes to going to that. I mean, because you've done WrestleMania Access. I was going to do Access before COVID happened uh, for the Tampa uh, WrestleMania we were going to do two almost two years ago. Um but I've never, I've never really done the wrestling conventions. You, you do. Mm-hmm. I just go to the shows. I like to hang out and go to the shows. But you go, you want to go get pictures and autographs and things like that. I, it depends. For me, it, it depends on who's there. Mm-hmm. But with wrestle, with wrestle came, all the legends come through along with current wrestlers who are in other promotions outside of WWE. So, who were some of the people you got to meet and, and got to talk to? Uh, some of the people I met in a unofficial, uh, environment, uh, so the hotel we're staying at, that, uh, we were staying at, uh, the, uh, Winston-Salem Marriott, downtown Winston-Salem, great place. If you ever need to go somewhere, stay there. It's great. Uh, I, I did not get paid for that. Uh, I paid them actually a lot of money to stay there, but yeah, it's nice. Anyway, they have a, uh, they have a restaurant they have a in hotel restaurant that does breakfast, lunch, dinner, and I I was just sitting there waiting on my food, waiting on my Belgian waffles, and then all of a sudden, who gets sit- seated next to me but Ricky Morton from the Rock and Roll Express and his son, and it, it was a pretty cool experience because like he he's just sitting there carrying on conversations with everybody who's kind of sitting around the general area, so Ricky Morton was pretty chill, and then I immediately get up to go back to grow up to my hotel room to grab something and uh luke gallows or i'm sorry dot gallows uh walks in 
And uh, I'm like, well, okay, I have I have embedded myself mm-hmm. in this area with all these wrestlers. Uh, so those were two of them I met. Uh, I met I met a I met a shit ton of people, man. That must be a, that must be a big benefit staying in the hotel where all the other wrestlers are staying. And I know as a fan, it's kind of like holy crap, I'm seeing all these people just doing normal stuff. But like, it's, it it must be pretty cool just to casually nonchalantly just be around some of the other wrestlers and stuff that are staying in the same hotel you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And I'm also not the kind of person who's going to bother them or pester them if they're not in that official environment. Cause I know they're just trying to get from place to place. Right. Maybe I'll just give them like quick, Hey, or whatever, but I'm not going to pester. Hey, 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 can I get a picture? But yeah, it was still pretty cool. And also just being in an area that's close to the convention center. So I didn't have to Uber in every day. It that always has to be good as well. Being walking distance of, of everywhere. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the people I met, uh, you saw some of the pictures I sent. Uh, I met, uh, Farouk. I met, uh, D'Lo. Yes, you're you're you are white boy. You part of the nation of domination. <laughs> I felt like that kid. I felt like that kid in that clip. That was great. I met Danhausen, who was really cool. Uh, he must have been, he must have been a delight to be. I know he, uh, Danhausen broke his leg, mm-hmm. so he they had a GoFundMe to help with his medical bills. But you know, it, it's good that Danhausen's going to these conventions and he's being able to. Uh, you know, sell merchandise and everything, and he was he was another guy of the Ring of Honor mm-hmm. that got released, and his name was on the market before the broken leg, and some people wanted him to go to AEW because he would have fit in well with that crowd. Yeah, and he's somebody, and he's one of those wrestlers that's kind of caught a little bit of mainstream attention because, uh, especially from people like Conan O'Brien, he was on an episode of Conan O'Brien's podcast, just kind of talking about what he does and talking about how Conan O'Brien played like has like a huge influence on the Dan Housen character, which now that I really look at it, I can see because I'm a big Conan O'Brien fan, so I can see the similarities. But those were some people I met uh, on the actual day of the Fan Fest where all the big people were there. I uh, Malachi Black, he okay. was there. He was there, super cool dude. Uh, he always looks taller. Like Everyone always looks taller on TV than they actually are. Yeah. And he still is taller than me, but like... Just by just by a little bit, I'm just showing you. Well, like he's like reference. a solid six one. Yeah, just maybe a, even six two. Yeah, I, I'm roughly five ten, and every and the average height of these guys is just like maybe like six one or so. Uh, I met Malachi Black, super cool, super chill dude. Uh, his line got really long by the end of the day, so I'm glad I swung by when I did. Uh, Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay, I the think, inspiration, the inspiration. Yes, no and, longer the iconics. Nope. But so if y'all have been listening for a while, you know how big of a fan I, I was of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I've been a big fan since day one, really, since they were in NXT. Yeah. So I got to meet them. They were really cool. I met a former Knockouts champion, Deanna Perrazzo. She was cool. I met Allie, the bunny. Wait, Deanna Perrazzo lost her Impact's Women's Knockouts Championship? Yeah, to Mickey James at Bound for Glory. Oh, so when was this? Like a couple month, couple weeks ago. Yeah, wow! I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I thought I haven't I haven't heard much about Mickey James winning that title. Well, uh, I know Moose won the Impact World Championship. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, that that was wild how he did it. Uh, yeah. Too. Th- so that I do <laughs> I did see because Josh Alexander beat Christian Cage mm-hmm. for the title, celebrated with his wife and son in the ring, and then Moose came in, cashed in some type of contract. So that- 
and beat up Josh Alexander in the ring while his wife and son <laughs> watched. That was incredible. And just the whole time, people in commentary are like, damn you, Moose. Damn you. And Moose won the world champion. I mean, good for Moose because he was yeah. another guy over the last five years and made solid improvements. That that was a brilliant way to do something like that. That was incredible. I'll give Impact that. Yeah. That was really good. Now, I didn't know. So the Mickey James thing, I did not know. I thought mm-hmm. Deanna Perrazzo was – she's still the uh, AAA women's champion. I think so. Yeah, Cause I think she, so. Because I remember a long time ago they did champion versus champion mm-hmm. in, in Mexico City yeah. at a AAA show. And I think she's defending her title this weekend mm-hmm. at a show in there. Yeah. All right, well, cool. Yeah. Also, so Mickey James is the women's champion. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of her, I also met Mickey James. Okay. So you met her and Deanna Perrazzo, the yeah, inspiration. I don't know. I've shown you the picture. Oh, okay. Gosh, Mickey James still looks good. Give me oh, that photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe WWE did not have anything to do to do for her. Yeah, exactly. And when I met when I met her, I yeah, when I met her, I got to tell her like she was like she, and this is true. She was one of the main reasons I really got into women's wrestling, you know, as like actually watching them and being competitive. And yeah. uh like cuz a lot of people say like Trish and Lita and all that stuff, but that was just a little before my time. Nah, for me, Mickey it, James is part of that group. Yeah, for me it was it was Mickey James and Trish. That match they had at WrestleMania 22, I was like, "Wow, they can go." And uh so I got to tell her that she was really nice, she was really sweet. It's still dope how Mickey James has a whole country rap song with the Yin Yang Twins. It, it's absolutely insane. It is. Uh speaking of Impact, I also met the current I think she's I think their new belt is the digital media or the social media championship. You met Jordan Grace. Yeah, I met Jordan Grace. She's another one. She's mm-hmm. another dope one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's really cool. And an and a active power lifter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. She is super swole. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the legends I met. I know Kane was there. I wasn't able to get to him in time because I, I I've been a huge... I've been a huge Kane fan my entire life, so that would have been cool, but I, I just couldn't make it happen. But I ran into Mick Foley again. Oh, your good old co-star Mick Foley. Yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon co-star Mick Foley. Uh, there was a dude, there was a vendor in the convention center, because also there are peop- there's all the legends, and there's also vendors who are selling action figures, uh, like, old, like old DVDs, magazines, and all that stuff. There was a guy selling old, old uh, VHSs of old WWF pay-per-views. Oh. So I bought a few of those. Uh, one of them was Over the Edge 98. Oh, so you bought... Wait, that's 98. That's, that's the one before 99. I don't think you can buy that one. I don't think you can that, purchase that so one. So that, just as a curious fan, I would want to buy 99 just to see the original broadcast. I don't of the show. I don't know if that's possible. I think you'd have to watch like an actual like pay-per-view rip. Like if somebody recorded like recorded it onto a VHS tape when it actually oh, happened. Oh, see that's one that I would want to see just to see how it all I mean cuz we've seen clips of it on Dark Side of the Ring mm-hmm. when it happened. Yeah. Uh okay, you got Over the Edge 98. Yeah, which of course the main event was, you know, Dude Love versus Stone Cold for the title with Vince, Vince McMahon's referee. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, hell, Foley's in the other room. Let me go see if I can get him to sign this real quick. He signed it as Dude Love. Really cool. Oh, dope. And then sitting right next to him, former world champion, Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle, baby. Yeah. Wait, so so real quick, you didn't have to pay anything extra for Mick Foley to sign the Over the Edge 98 VHS? No, no, I had to pay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just walked over to him to see if he could sign it. I'm like... 
No, no, I ten paid. bucks, kid. Yeah, no, 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 I, no, 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 I paid. Don't worry. Okay, the, the, they're they're getting paid. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> but the, you met uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah, I met Kurt Angle, cool, chill dude as well. You could kind of tell that they had already been going at it for a while, so they were a little tired. So I didn't waste too much of their time. But it was still like cool being able to shake the hand of not only a multiple time world champion, but a legit Olympic gold medalist. So yeah, that was that was super cool. Kurt Angle, the legend, man. I know. Oh, he is. Like Kurt Angle, he's been very open with his past and everything that he's done throughout his career in wrestling. He's just a well-respected individual. It's it's interesting now because you can tell how when you meet some of these older wrestlers when they're still active in the ring compared to when they're not active at all. Mm-hmm. So I know Kurt Angle has had to have slowed down a bit. Since he's retired from wrestling in 2019, it's been over almost three years now, mm-hmm. close to three, two and a half years at least. Yeah, since Baron Corbin put him into retirement. Yeah, but like, that's a, he has to look like a lot. He, I mean, he still looks like he's in shape, but he doesn't look like he could go in the ring right now. Probably not. No, I mean, I know he still works out, and that's the thing. You know, for some of these guys, they they look so good after the fact because they're still wrestling once or twice a week or whatever, mm-hmm. compared to those who just completely stopped and they're just yeah. chilling i mean you know who still looks good even though he hasn't been active in the ring ron simmons he still looks da- uh, no pun intended he still looks damn good well ron simmons is a well yeah he's a, i mean he's been fit his entire life mm-hmm. yeah, all american f- at florida state to becoming a wrestler and yeah football hall of famer yeah football hall of famer i mean he's been retired for a while now yeah i but- mean i think he's stopped like being an active wrestler in like 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, he's, he still looks good. Well, Black don't crack, dog. I'm telling you <laughs> that right now, okay? <laughs> You're right. Ron Simmons, like, he'll look good. Mm-hmm. He looks good. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Kurt Angle was cool. Uh, I, I, I ran into the dirt sheet boy himself, uh, Sean Ross Sapp. How was meeting him? Oh, he was. Oh, he was. He was a cool dude, man. Like, he wasn't. He, he didn't have a tape. Well, they had a fightful table set up because they were there to interview. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the wrestlers, uh, they they had to get they had to do their signings and stuff, and then they'd swing by the table, they'd film an interview with them and go. So he wasn't there like you didn't have to pay or anything to meet him. He was just there. He was there to work basically. But I caught him at a time where nothing was going on. Like I just went over, I, I introduced myself and say, hey, I really love the work you guys do. And then we actually had like a good solid conversation. And uh, yeah, super nice dude. Because as you know, I have been a fightful select subscriber for the last two yeah. years or so i feel like it has been the last couple of years at least this last year and a half to two years where sean ross Sapp has been the new go-to guy mm-hmm. on any wrestling related releases signings he's been the one that's broken that broke the news of all of the WWE releases over the last two years yeah and he was the main and he was the guy who who first broke that punk would be Signing with uh, AEW. Yeah, he's done a great job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Him and his team have been doing a phenomenal job. So it was really nice to be able to meet him and and pick his brain for a little bit. And I think we need it. You know, mm-hmm. we and we still do. We still think highly of the opinions of Dave Meltzer, mm-hmm. you know, but it seems like Dave Meltzer has been the primary guy for decades. And there have been some people that's been in the mix as well. Uh, Wade Keller. Um, and I can't think of anybody else really, but that just shows you. But now you're starting to get other people like Sean Ross Sapp 
to be a credible guy, uh, journalist in wrestling. And I think it's great. You yeah. know, he's a young guy. He's going to be going for a little while longer. He's doing a little bit of everything right now. Mm-hmm. So good for Sean Ross Sapp. Yeah. Establishing positive relationships with people in all the companies. So that way he can get into these media scrums, and, you know, not rub people the wrong way. So people will actually talk to him and he can actually get wrestler interviews and, and things yeah. like that. So really, really awesome dude. Really good guy. Well, good. I'm uh, glad, glad meeting Sean Ross Sapp was a good, good yeah. mix. Good move. Also, I've been saving this one for last because, uh, well, before we get to that, like, I didn't meet as many people on Sunday. Uh, I went to the, uh, they, they were doing all these shows uh, throughout the week. They did a showcase of champions show. Ma- uh, most of these shows were made. The talent were provided by, uh, I think, AWI. I think that's the uh, organization's name. But there were a lot of talent from like the uh, from like the the upper Georgia area, North and South Carolina area. White Mike was there. Uh, OK, yeah. Part of the Ugly Ducklings. Yeah. Well, Jim Nasty Boys, but now part Jim of the Ugly Nasty du- Boy, but now part of the Ugly Ducklings. Kind of. What happened to them? Well, one of the members of the Ugly Ducklings is uh, fighting cancer right now. Oh. So White Mike has been filling in for him because that that they've always had that rivalry going on. Okay. Because he teamed up. He teamed up with them at the uh, AWE, not AWE, the uh, IWE show I went to in Augusta back in August, and like he teamed up with them, took on the acclaimed and another team. I think that match still may be my match of the year because that was a fucking crazy match it was so good <laughs> but that that's the beside the point like he was there he, he he was all around uh shane taylor promotions were there no o'shea unfortunately but shane taylor and everybody else were there uh so they did they had like that show then they had the wrestlecade super show which was the night which was uh saturday night it was like their biggest show they had at least right. a thousand people in there the main event was malachi black versus uh Buddy Matthews. Fantastic. I it, mean, they did, they had killer matches on Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was really good. And I also had matches like the Bollywood Boys versus uh, the Rock and Roll Express, uh, Matt Hardy versus Enzo. And, what was that like? Uh, it, it was interesting. I, I hate to say, man, like Enzo's, Enzo's still pretty entertaining, man. Enzo like, is like, I don't want to say he's halfway in or halfway out of wrestling, but. It's, I didn't think he would do anything wrestling related anymore, but he's mm-hmm. still around doing some stuff and he's, you know, he's marketable. Yeah. Uh, Heath was there. He just goes by Heath now, formerly known as Heath Slater. Uh, Why he took, did he change it? I don't know. Cause, cause he doesn't own Heath Slater, but he's just Heath now. Uh, but he faced uh, George South. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else was there. Uh Matt Cardona was there. He faced uh, Jay Lethal, I think. That sounds like a good match. Yeah, Jay Lethal. He did the whole Black Machismo thing too. He, like he got he got beat up and thrown backstage, and then the music started playing, and he came out there dragging Lady Frost, thinking that she was Miss Elizabeth, and he starts cutting the whole promo and everything. And then at the end, motherfucking Jeff Jarrett comes out, hits Matt Cardona with the guitar. And then, and then he was there because they did like an early days of TNA panel the next day. So it was, it was uh, Jeff Jarrett, it was, uh, it was uh, Chris Harris and James Storm. Johnny Swinger was up there. Johnny Swinger was there Johnny too. Johnny Swinger, the swing man himself. Yeah. He was. How there. about how about James Storm? Mm-hmm. That has to be. He like, still looks good, man. I bet he does. But James Storm, 
Like, in these last couple of years, I haven't heard from him. I remember he had the one random appearance on NXT, mm-hmm. and everyone thought he was going to be, like, the next star in NXT. Yeah. And then nothing happened. Yeah. And then he just, I don't know. I don't know what he's been doing. Yeah. It, it Yeah. All that was unfortunate. Oh, D'Lo was on the panel, too, because right now he's the current head of talent relations. I should have brought my resume, man. I should have said, hey, uh, can, can, can you slip this to Scott Demore? Do you uh, need a camera operator? Please. I'll do anything. But, yeah, so they were there. Uh, so they also had a, they had a, a la- they had a show called Ladies Night Out. It's like their lady-centric show. The main event of that show was Chelsea Green versus uh, Eva Lise. But they also had Jordan Grace versus uh, Kiera Hogan. Okay. Uh, they had uh, Thunder Rosa versus uh, Kylan King, who is uh, somebody who's been making her way up uh, in the Indies lately. She's she's appeared on a few episodes of Dark, so she's making a name for herself. Uh, also, uh, she she didn't have. Uh, the one person I met, she didn't have a match on the card, but she's somebody that's been making her way up. Uh, she uh, she goes by the name of uh, Masha Slamovich, and right now she's on Impact, but she also does a lot of indie stuff in uh, like Beyond and other and other stuff like that. Basically, the way I could describe her gimmick, it's like it's a more edgier version of Allison Brie in Glow when she's okay. when she's playing the Russian character, except uh, well. She mainly does it in Impact, where she styles her hair and like poofs it up in that way. But man, like she re- kind of wrestles like Shayna, like she wrestles like the Shayna Baszler, Layla, Layla Hirsch style, which okay. I really dig. Toughness, yeah. So like she's really cool. She didn't have a match on the card for some reason, but I met her, uh, and then I got a chance to look into the eyes of that motherfucker, Jay White. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. You have had a love-hate relationship, with, well, mainly a hate relationship, yeah. <laughs> a hate relationship with Jay White for no reason mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Well, there was a reason because he sucked, but, you know. But you got a chance to, to meet him in person. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's a pretty good, he's a pretty cool guy. I'm not I bet he lie. is. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, let's just say we've made up. Uh, things have been made right, and I'm confirming it right now. I am officially a Switchblade Jay White fan. Okay. I've been won over. And yeah, it's like, I want to hate him, but he's just so goddamn nice in person. He's so cool. Well, good. I'm glad he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you got a chance to see Jay White. And was like, ah, all right, Jay White. You, you all right. Yeah. You all right. With <laughs> you <me."> all right. <laughs> so overall, it seemed like you had a fun, fun weekend. Oh, I really Fun yeah. weekend in Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. I had a fun time. Uh, there is a, uh, like right down the road from the hotel was a uh, art house cinema. So I went and checked that out Sunday afternoon. I went and saw the new Wes Anderson flick, The French Dispatch. Huh. Is that a good movie? It's good, but I don't know if Wes Anderson's really for me. I don't know yeah. if I really dig his style, but I can recognize that it's a great movie. It's one of those things where I recognize this is quality. This is really good, but I don't know if I'm going to watch it again. It's no Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you got Owen Wilson and Bill Murray in this, but, you know, Willem Dafoe is the Green Goblin, man. He's back. My boy's back. Bringing Green Goblin, Jamie Foxx as Electro. They're fixing Jamie Foxx as Electro. They're giving him the proper treatment this time around, which is good. Well, they're actually giving him hair. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the big thing. Actually gave him a solid haircut. Yeah, it seems like a more comic accurate Well, also, also it's uh, Jamie Foxx from a different universe yeah. so maybe this universe jamie fox has good hair 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, so. <laughs> and a proper outfit. Yeah, and he's not a bum. Yeah, and he's like not an amazing Spider Man, yeah. too. <laughs> but he's, anyway. He's not a nerd. <laughs> but uh, I think it's nice how, I think that's the biggest thing about AEW mm-hmm. is the fact that people who work for AEW, who are contracted by AEW, can still go out and make appearances at other indie promotions. That Forbidden Door continues to stay open and revolves around different promotions. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a. I think it's a pretty cool thing. And I think, you know, as a, as a good segue here, it just shows that AEW is going to be the premier promo- promotion with, for independent wrestlers, mm-hmm. for indie talent. Yeah. Uh, it's shown the way WWE has released darn near everybody mm-hmm. for budget cuts mm-hmm. when they've made record-breaking profits this year and last year. Mm-hmm. It just shows that they don't need talent anymore like that. Yeah. They, you know, they have their set group of people mm-hmm. and they have, uh, you know, other people they can look to. And, um, yeah, this seems like for, for as far as independent wrestlers go, it's like AEW, that's going to be a better opportunity for you. Yeah, especially now with WWE announcing their new name, image, and likeness program. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Because when I saw this... Yesterday or two days ago, and by the way, we're recording on a Friday. It's a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this news about the NIL deal came out yesterday or on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, everything made sense when it comes to why Vince McMahon releasing all these all this talent, even though they're making record breaking profits. Why are they letting all these people go? Why are they focusing on straight younger talent? Why are they looking short towards more so college athletes and and uh, generational wrestlers who have family that have wrestled before? Once the I saw the NIL agreement that they're trying to do, it made sense that this is the new direction that WWE is going to. Okay, the last seven, eight years... Well, I mean, pretty much for a long time. They've gone and looked at independent wrestlers to bring them in, teach them their style, and that's what NXT was. And some that were successful would go on to the main roster if they could do the style well enough. Well, instead of going to find indie talent and people that have not had the right experience over the years or people that are popular in the indie scene, why not just go straight to collegiate athletics Find people who are looking to make that next step in life. If it's not going pro, like some football players and everything like that, come straight to the Performance Center, learn things our way, and you can be in our system and be a star rather than have them go straight to the independence. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It just shows the different league that WWE is in, and it makes sense why Vince McMahon and all of them say, we don't see AEW as competition because they're in a different league. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years, and especially with the the billion-dollar deals that were made with the network going to Peacock and SmackDown going to Fox and all this stuff, WWE is in a league with the major leagues, the Mm -hmm. NFL, the the Major League Baseball, the NBA. WWE is in that area, and now with the NIL deal, they're going straight to the colleges. Just like, like a college athlete, you know, you get done playing football. You can go to the draft. You can try to keep your career going. Go to the go to the XFL or the 
uh, they brought back the USL, the, the United States Football League, the USFL, mm-hmm. that can try to keep your career going, or you can try to make it as a WWE superstar, and you can get a, it's an easy pipeline. Mm-hmm. Why look for indie talent that may or may not be good or may not may or may not transition well when you can get someone fresh that no one's seen and make a star like that on your own? Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw a lot of people laughing at this. Like, oh, why, why, why would they not want to bring in people who already at least know the basics and the fundamentals? It's like, but then you look at Brock Lesnar, Bianca Belair, Kurt Angle. There, there, there's a lot. There's a lot more. John Cena, Batista, John Cena. Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Okay, the developmental system is still a thing in WWE, but the where they are searching for talent has been changed. They don't mm. even look at indie talent, these indie guys. Like, they can go to AEW, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's what AEW is for now. You want to be a, like a true, or you want to be a professional wrestler or whatever like that? All right, cool. Well, you can go to AEW and do that wrestling stuff there. You can get, you can come in and work dark if you want to. Mm-hmm. If you're good enough, you can go train at their Power Factory, Nightmare Factory, or compete in the indies. But for, but for WWE, college athletes coming right out of, out of school or after a year or so, they go straight to the, the, the performance center, learn that style, and then just work in NXT 2.0 until you're ready enough to go to the main roster. Mm-hmm. It excuse me. It it uh it makes it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I, and look, there we were still very confused over the last few months with all these releases, especially when they release. Some of the talent that they thought we thought had promise, they let go of Hit Row. Yeah, exactly. If, if we talk about any releases that, that's happened in the last month and a half, we have to talk about Hit Row getting released mm-hmm. for no reason. Yeah, well, may, maybe because of some things Top Dollar did. but No, I, no reason. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no reason. Okay? Yeah. They released... It started... It started when they let go of B-Fab. Yeah. After she had just signed a main roster contract, mm-hmm. days later, she got released. Yeah. And Top Dollar, just being the supportive friend that he is, told management, y'all made the wrong decision. Yeah, they did. And 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 that, along with some other factors, mm-hmm. I, I think the backlash that he may have gotten from the rap that he had for Jinder Mahal and Shanky, which I didn't even see before it got taken down yeah, or whatever. Because of that, they released him, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Ashanti the Adonis. I feel bad for Adonis. He didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Just> yeah. <laughs> released by association. Yeah. But that was a group that had a lot of potential and a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. That it's- group was formed during the pandemic and was a hot commodity to go to the main roster. Mm-hmm. And you released them all. You should have just kept them in NXT 2.0. Yeah. It's like, especially Swerve. Like, Swerve you're is just so gonna, talented. You're just going to let him go? You're just going to release him back into the wild? Man, I cannot believe they released Hit Row. I'm so... I, and that... Yeah, that is so upsetting. That made me, for the first time, maybe ever... Question myself is like I don't know I, I think I hate this company yeah because <laughs> I'm just like they they just made all this pr- and they released Tegan Knox as well uh, they let go of some other main roster people and it was just a confusing thing as to as to why mm-hmm. why you would do that but it seems like they know the the where they want to go WWE wants to know where they want to go as far as how they want to get their new talent and so. 
straight through college athletics, which is a pretty good idea, good and bad idea. I mean, it's going to be a while before you get a couple people to get called up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. But the people that are there now in the main roster are the new current best in the gener- best of this generation. I mm-hmm. mean, the Roman Reigns, the Big E, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those guys, Xavier Woods, um, and many others that are going to be the the main stars now. We are in that new era. You mm-hmm. know, it's no more John. I mean, John Cena is still there from time to time and Edge is still there from time to time. But it's all about the current talent now. People yeah. we've seen over the last few years, they're the new they're this generation's big stars. They're gonna lead the way. And while they lead the way, they're gonna form things up in developmental with straight college athletes. I mean, Gable Stevenson really set the bar. Mm-hmm. Olympic gold medalist signed the signed the deal with WWE while he's still competing his senior year of, of school at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. As soon as he graduates, he's got a job right in the wrestling business. Oh, yeah. And he's a Minnesota guy. You know, he's going to get taken care of really well. He's been getting advice from Brock Lesnar, which means you also get advice from Paul Heyman, which means there is nothing that's going to go wrong with this kid. Okay? Not to mention, I forgot the other person's name. I forgot her name, but she won the Olympic gold. Was it the gold? Yeah. In women's freestyle wrestling or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she was just on 2.0. And she's going to start training. So you're already going to get – you start with those two, then you get the other people in the NIL deals and athletes who want to take it serious. And you look at the current talent now, it works out hand-in-hand. Hand. Brian Breaker played football at Kennesaw State. Parker Boudreaux, a.k.a. Harlan, played football at UCF. Trick Williams, my boy Trick, he's bad at bad it. Mm-hmm. I think he was a wide receiver or a defensive back at South Carolina. Okay, so you got guys, uh, Tony D'Angelo, yeah. he wrestled at the University of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Lash Legend, I think she played college basketball at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. I know she played college basketball. I may have forgotten where. But you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All these people that are going through NXT 2.0 now have great athletic backgrounds that have never, that I don't want to say have been, uh, blinded by like independent wrestling and learning the wrong way or or Mm -hmm. in in WWE's eyes the wrong way but they can WWE can pick these people up teach them their style right away they don't know anything else and all right let's see what you can do Mm -hmm. so I like how it's going now I I do hate (laughs) the the process that it took to get there but after seeing the NIL deal we see, I clearly see the direction that WWE wants to go, and I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. it. It just shows that we are separate from what WWE is trying to do and what AEW is doing. And I can like both of them, and I like both of them, you know? I can, I can enjoy both styles. Like I can have my cake and eat it, too. I can watch CM Punk wrestle. I can watch Brian Danielson wrestle on AEW and do all that stuff while still being excited for the new future of NXT 2.0 and what's going on in WWE right now. Mm-hmm. So very interesting uh, stuff unfolding. I don't even know how I got that. the segues. Mm-hmm. The segues I got to it with the NIL deal and then also talking about some releases and everything. So you know what? I, I'm all for it. I want to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. 
Anything? Is there anything else you'd like to add on top of with the NIL deals and what this means? Yeah, it 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 definitely is going to be interesting. I guess in their mind, it's easier to train somebody who's already gifted athletically from the ground up their style than try to break someone in uh, who's coming in with a different philosophy, a different mindset. But there's also a cynical part of me that says, oh, if we bring somebody in, if we if we bring in somebody and we create them from the ground up. They can't. It's harder for them to go out and have success elsewhere, maybe because they don't already come from a pre. They don't already come in with a pre-established fan base. No, I think they'll be okay. I mean, they'll have whatever fan base they have, and then take it over. I mean, look at Enzo More. Look at Enzo. Mm-hmm. Enzo didn't wrestle anywhere outside of WWE, far as far as I know. Yeah. He he had no wrestling experience prior to that. Remember, mm-hmm. he was work. He was training at the Franco's gym and so got in contact with Triple H and mm-hmm. got a tryout and then went down there. Okay, so there's other like uh, Liv Morgan. She wasn't. She didn't wrestle anywhere else, but she was a. I don't want to say a model, but just got a tryout as well and made her way through. And they're doing well. They're doing just fine. So like. Mm-hmm. It can happen. And then I, I, I want to also bring up the uh, second or third generation superstars in 2.0 as well. Solo Sokoa, another guy that's getting good traction. I mean, along with Braun Breaker. Um, Brooks Jensen, I think that's his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brooks Jensen, another one as well. So, like, they'll be fine. Yeah. I can't wait to see how it happens. Um, so, yeah, we covered a couple of things, and there's still some things that we haven't covered because it's been a month and a half since we've mm-hmm. done this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as AEW goes, we have a new AEW world champion. His name is Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, we sure ha- do. I'm happy for that. Mm-hmm. He beat Kenny Omega in a great match at full gear. Yeah. Uh, uh, right now, he's in a feud with Brian Danielson. Danielson has officially turned heel. And he is going through every single member of the Dark Order to get to Adam Page. And they it. already have the match set at uh, Winter is Coming in two weeks. I'm surprised they're doing it at Winter is Coming in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, they've already announced the Battle of the Belts show in January of 2022, where all the titles will be defended. I thought they would stretch this rivalry until then. But, um, you know, let's have it in two weeks. I think... Hangman Adam Page retains. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to have a short title reign. Yeah. I like heel Daniel Bryan. It's just, Me he's too. just more amped up as a wrestler. By God, JR, you mean Brian Danielson. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brian Danielson. Um, he, I like him as a it's so It's so cool how he can easily be a heel mm-hmm. knowing all the stuff we know that he's been through. Mm-hmm. But it's so natural with it. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah so. he, he's too good. He's too good at it. Yeah, he's so good at being a dick. It's great. So I want to I want to see Brian Danielson versus Hangman and Page, mm-hmm. and we'll see it in two weeks. The winter is coming. Yeah. So I wonder who Hangman will challenge at Battle of the Belts in January. Then. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll I guess we'll find out soon enough. I'm t- I'm trying I'm trying to think who who could possibly who could possibly be next in line at this point. I don't see Punk really challenging for the belt anytime soon. I like CM Punk and MJF's feud right now. Mm-hmm. Their their promo battle a few weeks ago was one of the most entertaining things on television. Oh yeah, in quite some time. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wasn't as big of a fan of MJS material this week as I was last week. Oh, no. You I mean lightning can't strike twice. No. So <laughs> the first battle they had yeah. that, that opened up Dynamite and lasted 20 minutes, that was something. Mm-hmm. But last week, it's almost like they're trying too hard trying to throw in uh, quotables. Yeah. You know, it was more natural the week before when, you know, you had Punk call MJF a, le- a cheaper Miz, mm-hmm. uh, talked about how Britt Baker is a part of the Four Pillars. Mm-hmm. And they try to, like, go off of the, And, like, MJF tried to go off of that the next week. Like, oh, you, like, you tried to ca- catch Britt Baker, try to sleep with her. I'm like, dog, no Like, one, Duke, yeah, we, 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 we don't need to be we're, talking we're, like we're, that. We're past that. Yeah. So, like, he wanted to make them stick and get a reaction mm-hmm. and just didn't get the right reaction. Yeah. They could try too hard now. Yeah. And also, I, yeah, but especially with that first week, it kind of showed MJF's the kind of guy he'll say, he'll, he'll just not word vomit, but he'll say, he'll throw a bunch of things at the wall and we'll see what sticks. But Punk, he's more laser focused and he can accomplish a lot more while saying less because he's just more experienced. That MJF way. just takes too long to set up the punchline. Yeah. CM Punk knows how to get to it quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He stings. He hits and he strikes and he stings quickly. Yeah. And you could even see that back in the day, like back when, like when they were talking about the pipe bomb, just, he was just very straightforward yeah. with, with everything he said. So, you know, we'll see how it goes going forward, but I want to see punk versus MJF mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and I guess we have to wrap because I don't know what else is going on. And a, the TBS Women's Championship is still going on. Mm-hmm. We got the final four. I think it's what Jay Cargill, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, and Ruby Soho. Yeah. Okay. It makes for a fun semifinals. Mm-hmm. I wonder who's going to win that. Part of me wants to say Jade Cargill, but I don't think I don't think she's ready quite yet to hold a title. I could see her making it to the finals and then somehow losing, but. I don't know if I see her actually winning it yet. Out of all the four people we have, like I can see either Thunder Rosa or uh, Ruby Soho getting it. Maybe Thunder Rosa. They'll probably reward her for everything she's done over the last year. Either her or Soho. Yeah. I just want to know how this, because I don't think we've ever seen, I could be wrong, but I don't think we've ever seen a women's mid-card title. And I want to know how it's going to work mm-hmm. with the TBS Championship, Women's Championship, with the AW Women's World Championship as well. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I know how it's going to work, but we got to make sure that the TBS Championship is used for the rising women's wrestlers in AEW mm-hmm. while keeping the AEW Women's World Title for the primetime rivalries and matchups. Yeah, it's got to be their Intercontinental Championship, basically. <clears throat> right. So, like. Ruby Soho falls in that mix. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa, I think she should compete for the women, the main women's championship. Yeah. Uh, Jade Cargo, that works for. And Nala Rose, it works for as well. Because she's mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, she's been women's world champion, but she could be TBS champion too. Yeah. So, I don't know. I want to see how it's going to go. Uh, we, we talked about the Ring of Honor situation. They signed some talent. They signed Jay Lethal. And he had a, his first match against Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. And, um, yeah, there's a little bit of everything going on with AEW, but yeah. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are going to the final 
dynamite slash rampage taping of the year mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks in Jacksonville, right? Yep, right back at Daly's place. Except this time we have seats on the stage, baby. So I know for sure those those seats are gonna be good. The only thing is I don't know if those bleachers have back supports or not. So I may be hunching for four hours. So I may regret my decision. So, but we'll we'll see what happens. But you know, it's, you're kind of playing Russian roulette when you go to Daly's place. Not every seat is a good seat because you know it's mainly a concert venue. It's so, an amphitheater. Yeah. Yeah, it's an amphitheater. So everyone is set up. Everything's set up so where their line of view is at the stage, not the pit. So right. Not every seat that there at Daly's place is a good seat. But I feel like the seats on stage will be pretty cool. That's why I'm always hesitant to go back to a, to go watch Dynamite at Daly's place. Because I enjoy Double or Nothing. The seats, eh, yeah. it was not the best. Nope. If because anyone in our section in front of us stands up in front of you, you lose line of sight to the ring. Yeah. And I was going to try and go to Dynamite this past Wednesday in Atlanta. They were in the loof at the, um, I forgot what it's called now. It's not the loof energy center or whatever. It's gas arena South or something like that. It's yeah. all the way in the loof. I was going to go try and see that show, but that was like four hours away. And then the tickets for, were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I just said, now nah, I'll just stay at home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for the dynamite in December, you don't know what weather you're going to get because you're also outside, but it's also Florida. Mm-hmm. But there's also a roof. So there is also a roof. So I decided I'm going to save my money. I'm aiming to try and go to WWE's day one pay-per-view on New Year's Day in ATL. It's a Saturday night in Atlanta. New Year's Day. That weekend should be fun. A lot of stuff to do. It's easier to go down there and chill there for a full weekend compared to doing a, a day trip in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and then you get back late. So, I don't know. I'm I'm gunning for day one in Atlanta. Yeah, same because, like, we don't have to get a ticket tickets for those immediately because WWE's ticket situation is not great right now. Uh, Unfortunate. Well, I mean, that's gonna happen. Yeah. So we we don't have to really be in a rush. Like, honestly, we could probably get tickets like the day before if we really wanted to. Oh, I would probably go the week of. Yeah. I wouldn't want to wait until the day before. I want to the week. of. I want to see how they're going to build this card up in the month of December. Mm -hmm. And they have one match listed right now. It's going to be a triple threat for the WWE Championship. Big E defending against Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Which does sound like a banger. It does. It is. It's going to be a banger. I think though, and I, and Big E had said something a few days ago that I, which makes me want to stay committed to WWE even more, mm-hmm. is that all these releases that they've had, more so just helps the current talent step their game up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, you you said it, you touched on it briefly, but Survivor Series wasn't the best show of the year. But there were some matches on there that were really good. Charlotte and Becky knocked, uh, tore the house down. Roman versus Big E tore the house down. This is Roman Reigns' best resurgence or best reign or best run, whatever you want to call it. This is the best he has ever been. Mm-hmm. Okay. And people, and more and more people are starting to understand Roman Reigns is that guy. You know, he's that dude. 
So, like, I'm still going to stick with WWE because those people are going to step up and put on better matches and better performances. Roman Reigns and Big E are some of them. Same with uh, Charlotte and Becky. And there are some others as well. Like, I enjoy Rated RK Bro versus the Usos. And, um, you know, I want to see where it goes. So we'll see how the rest of the card uh, is built leading to day one to see if we can go to that uh, show. Yeah. Because I want to go to that. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I have the time to go to that, I, I want to go to that. Mm-hmm. So that's on my, that's the plan. Day one, Atlanta, 2022. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. Saturday night pay-per-view. I want to go back to Vegas as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I miss I miss SummerSlam. Mm. I just I want to go places. Well, we might be able to do SummerSlam this year uh, in 2022. It's going to be in Nashville. Ooh, that's not that bad of a drive. Remember, we looked that up. It's going to be in Nashville on the last weekend of July. Saturday, Ooh. July 30th. That's my birthday weekend. Mm. Nashville is not that far of a drive. Mm-hmm. It's it's doable. Yeah. I I would want to, I've never been to Nashville. I, I would want to go to Nashville. I've been to Tennessee, but not Nashville. So I don't think I've ever been to Tennessee. Mm. So I've been to Pigeon Forge and all that, but yeah, I've never been to Nashville. So my parents have gone have gone on trips to Gatlinburg, but mm-hmm. I've never been able to go to Gatlinburg with them. Well, yeah, uh, every time you go to Gatlinburg, it seems like everybody in the entire country also had the same idea. Yeah, it, 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 it's always packed. Well, this is what I've I've started to figure out because I think Nashville is becoming a, a more uh, place for people to move to. And the way mm-hmm. I see it, it's like people that want to move to Atlanta go to Atlanta. Atlanta's full, so they just keep on going up seventy five, and they just make their way towards Nashville and just go pop a squat in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be a fun fun to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long has this been going on for? I mean, we're trying. We like I said, we don't. We're right at an hour. We are right at an hour. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's been a lot of stuff that we didn't get to, and I don't think we ever will get to. We, and, and that's okay because there are other wrestling pockets out there that have covered them. We have touched on a few things that we have cared about. So I guess one way to to wrap this up. Because we did come back a few days before a, a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. which is NXT TakeOver War Games. War Games. You know, I missed William Regal mm-hmm. this year screaming War Games into a mic. Yeah. They just had the, the other, they either just rang a, an alarm <laughs> or just had the wrestlers scream War Games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to fight. Oh, yeah, we're going to fight. You know what this means? Yeah, this means war games. Like, no. I want an all-out brawl, and then I want William Regal to run his ass out (laughs) and just tell everyone to stop it, and then just there's only one solution. War War games. games. (laughs) Like, that's that's like half of it. Mm -hmm. I know it's an NXT 2.0 now, but you can't get rid of William Regal. He's still the GM, right? I don't. I have no clue. I don't know anymore. This I have not seen him on uh, on TV. Mm-hmm. Man, who is the general manager of NXT? It's still is it still William Regal? It's still William Regal, yeah. but we didn't see Regal. Mm-mm. We haven't we haven't seen him in a while. I hope he's all right. Yeah, I, I want to see 
I want to see Regal. Mm-hmm. But well, let's get into the five matches for NXT 2.0, and we can, we can give some backstory along with it. They did fill the card up. It's five matches, and I'm not gonna. I like all the matches. Mm-hmm. They all like. This is the first real test for the NXT 2.0 roster to really make an impact. I mean, yeah, we had Halloween Havoc, but that's still a Wednesday night or Tuesday night show, you know, during the week. I need to see a pay-per-view. There have been so many changes since the last TakeOver. Since TakeOver, uh, what was it? It was uh, it was TakeOver 36? Mm-hmm. 30, 36? I think so. So much has changed. <laughs> So much has changed. I'm trying to find. Actually, give me a moment because I can tell you the last officially the last NXT takeover. And it was 36 back in August. And this was back. Let me just go through the matches for you to just to hear the comparison of what happened. You had Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight in that uh, million dollar championship match with Ted DiBiase. DiBiase's gone. The Million Dollar Championship's gone as well. It was a brief robbery. Mm-hmm. You have Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, NXT Women's Championship. You had Ilya Dragunov against Walter for the United Kingdom Championship. You had the two out of three ma- falls match with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. That was Adam Cole's final match before leaving uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. And then you had Samoa Joe beat Karrion Cross. <laughs> for the NXT Championship. And remember, Samoa Joe had to drop the title before 2.0 started, and Karrion Cross was already on the main roster, and he got released. That's mm-hmm. another thing. As far as the releases, they let go of Karrion Cross. They let go of Keith Lee. Yeah. The Bearcat. Jesus. I don't know what happened and why they let them go. They also let who else did they let go? Scarlet Boudreaux. Mm-hmm. They let go of Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's just so many. Yeah, uh, I thought those guys were going to lead the next generation, the yeah. next talent. We all thought, especially after Keith Lee's performance in 2019 against Roman. Yeah, yeah Survivor Series there. Yeah, man, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I, I just wish he would stayed. Mm-hmm. But let's look at the uh, the current card for the NXT Takeover War Games in the NXT 2.0 era. I mean, they're all on display in every match. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the uh, the Cruiserweight Championship match. Joe Gacy is not under 205 pounds. Oh, no. But <laughs> Joe Gacy has done an incredible job with this weird uh, inclusivity, well, inclusiveness and diversity and all this stuff and making NXT 2.0 a safe space and not conforming to gender roles and toxic masculinity. It's basically like a boomer's confused portrayal of the every of the common day liberal. But he also has a he also has a beast in Harlan, mm-hmm. which I've got. I've grown on Parker Boudreaux in this new Harlan character. He's he doesn't speak, but he's violent. Mm-hmm. So this. This man trying to promote a safe space has a big bodyguard behind him. Mm-hmm. And he is getting rid of the of the traditional roles here. And he is challenging Roderick Strong of the Diamond Mine mm-hmm. for his Cruiserweight Championship. And, you know, Roderick Strong will compete against every, anybody. He does not care. So he was open to putting the title on the line. Mm-hmm. 
And there are rumors that NXT may get rid of the Cruiserweight Championship altogether. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And it kind of makes sense when you consider the fact that they have released damn near everybody mm-hmm. from the Cruiserweight division. Yeah. And there's not many people left. Yeah, 205 Live has just been basically another episode of NXT that just all the pe- just all the normal NXT people showing up on well not all the normal ones. It's but- the NXT's version of main event. Yeah. Or basically, superstars. yes. It yeah. just it just features your undercard talent mm-hmm. on 2.0 and you and you have they've had women's matches on the show a lot lately. Yeah. And they've had plenty of people over 205. They had Odyssey Jones. Yeah, exactly. Competing on 205 Live. Mm-hmm. So 205 Live is just their their new B show. It's not the Cruiserweight show anymore. Mm-mm. It's just a show that they have to give some t- talent some chances to compete and make some TV time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as much as I love the Cruiserweight division, it was a good run. It was a good five, six-year run. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if there's no more Cruiserweights, I kind of have to support this decision. Why do you still have it mm-hmm. at this point? Yeah. So, so yeah. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Gacy wins this match. Yeah. And Joe Gacy somehow beats Roderick Strong with the help of Harland and Diamond Mine gets involved or whatever. But Joe Gacy beats Roderick Strong. Then he retires the Cruiserweight Championship yep. because of labels. Yeah. Exactly. That, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like. This is a t- title only limited to people under 205 pounds. How fat phobic can you possibly be? I'm getting, I'm, dr- I'm throwing, the, I'm setting this on fire right now. Yeah, it just somehow it works. As stupid as it is, it, it works. And then if people get mad, it's like, oh, it's not our fault. It's Joe Gacy. He did it. Yeah. Isn't that right, Adam? <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not Gacy's fault or it's not. Everybody's fault. It's Joe Gacy. He's the one that wanted to promote exclusiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't get don't get mad. Yeah. So it's Joe Gacy's fault. Definitely not the definitely not the bookers or the corporate office. No, not next, at all. Next thing you know, someone's gonna make a let's go Brandon S. Chant for Joe Gacy. Ugh. I don't want to even. <laughs> I don't want to even get into all that. I don't know. I mean, look, there's a chance that NXT might get edgy with a TV 14 rating. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. Maybe, yeah. If we're gonna go, if we're gonna have NXT directed towards the younger audience, just go all out. Yeah, college tours. Yeah, I want to bring NXT 2.0 on the road to college campuses. That way, you can have these smaller. I mean, because what the the performance center seats what like five hundred. Mm-hmm. Just do a college tour. Yeah, go to, go to all these colleges to promote your younger talent and have them put on, or just go on a college loop. Go back to doing house shows. I wonder when they're going to bring that back for NXT. I don't know. They may never. They well, need to. They may never because I think they were always operating at a loss with those. Really? I don't know. All I know is like they never really made money with those. Those were just training opportunities. Those were just ways to get some of their newer, their wrestlers in, in front of crowds and try things out. Well, they need to do that again. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it results of having... 12 people armory shows in Stark, Florida. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So just give them a chance to, you know, get some experience. Mm-hmm. They should definitely do it. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I would not be surprised if Joe Gacy beat Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Imperium, who are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. I don't think we ever talked about that. 
Uh, they are challenging. They are going to defend the titles against Kyle O'Reilly and Vaughn Wagner. Mm. I don't know what's going on with Kyle O'Reilly, if they're going to let him go or not. But uh, I like this pairing of him and Vaughn Wagner. It's it's interesting. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, this pairing is very interesting. Uh, it's just like, you know, the old guard and the new guard kind of teaming up. He's kind of showing him the ropes. Weird, awkward looking Von Wagner, the ropes. It, I think Von Wagner's gotten better, though. Mm-hmm. He has improved a little bit. They are definitely, if, the newer the newer people, they are definitely uh, benefiting from being around people that have already been doing this for a long time. I mean, they have Von Wagner on SmackDown randomly for some reason with Adam Pierce. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he was on SmackDown, but mm. hey, you know yeah. they're whatever. trying to get that. They're working on that Von Wagner experience. They're trying. They're trying to get him called up because they recognize the potential. Well, I, so here's what I think. I like it. I like that Von Wagner showed up on SmackDown. I don't think there needs to be call ups. I think yeah. something like this might be better, where every week or every other week. You bring you you take one of the younger NXT 2.0 talents and just have them hang out with the main roster for a week mm-hmm. for a, for a taping of Raw or SmackDown. Have them stand backstage, learn from people, and if you're lucky, he might do some type of backstage segment mm-hmm. and just get that experience and take it back down. Braun Breaker went on the European tour, yeah, with with SmackDown a few weeks ago and got valuable experience. Competing against Tommaso Ciampa and Sami Je- Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. so hey, you never know. They also did Cesaro versus Walter, and I hope they taped it, and I hope they release it soon. I hope Walter just goes to the main roster. Yeah, just bring just bring Walter up. I don't know. Wal- I don't know what Walter's doing. I think he's just chilling in the UK right now, and just, he he looks ripped. He mm-hmm. I saw the latest picture of him. He looks completely ripped. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you got this incredible talent just sitting there. If you're not going to have him on, on the NXT UK show, and you definitely should not put him on NXT 2.0, just bring him to the main roster. Yeah. And just go ahead and just build a new star, because Walter's that guy. Mm-hmm. And don't release him after a month like you did with Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? I, I would like to see it. As far as this tag team match goes, I don't know who's going to win. But I want to see what Von Wagner can do mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, we got a hair versus hair match. Mm. Cameron Grimes does not look like Cameron Grimes anymore or not as much as he used to. He beat Duke Hudson in a poker game and Duke Hudson got so mad that he cut off his beard. No. He cut off pieces of his beard. Damn you. And also cut off some of his hair. Damn. So Cameron Grimes doesn't look as rugged as he used to. And I like the promo he did because he said he he used that as a reminder from where he came from to where he is now. But now, no more long, long hair and no more long, long beard. And he's a new man. Mm -hmm. And we know Cameron Grimes is a great wrestler. He was always a great wrestler. I mean, you're the one that showed me his... I think it was an hour and 25 minute match that he had at CWF mm-hmm. against somebody. I, I don't know. Re- I can't remember. But the man had a, a close to 90 minute match and he is very experienced as a wrestler. Yeah. This might be a good character. I mean, we know he's a great wrestler. We had to learn if he was a great entertainer. 
mm-hmm. and he was taking people to the moon. So, um, you know, I think Cameron Grimes is going to be the next star in 2.0. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, but he's going one-on-one with Duke Hudson in a hair versus hair match. And I don't see Cameron Grimes losing the long hair. Mm-mm. I can see Duke Hudson getting his head shaved or something like that. Yeah. And Duke Hudson. How about Duke? How about Brendan Vink? Mm. Formerly known as Brendan Vink. Finally finding something that sticks with him. Mm-hmm. So good for Duke Hudson. And I hope Cameron Grimes wins that match. Yeah. All right. Final two matches are the War Games matches. Uh, the women's War Games match is a mix. It's not old versus new, but it's it's a mix of newcomers and veterans against a team mixed with newcomers and veterans. So I like this dynamic in this format. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray, who decided to join Team Gonzalez, is going to t- face the team of Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction, mm-hmm. who in the last month and a half has won all the women's gold in NXT 2.0. They sure have. Mandy Rose, women's champion, and Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, the tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Which I like. I like that group. Oh, yeah. Good for Mandy Rose. I mean, what a resurgence for her mm-hmm. going back to NXT. And I think that's the perfect place for her. I mean, she made a, she had a lot of experience in the main roster. And now she gets to go to NXT, use that experience, and bring a bunch of younger younger talent with her and just build them up mm-hmm. with Dolan and Jane. So I like, the, I like the dynamic. I like Toxic Attraction. I like this War Games match. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting to see some of these some of these newcomers. Like, I think Gigi Dolan will be fine, but it's gonna be interesting to see how people like J.C. Jane and uh, Cora Jade, especially, fare in a war games environment. Yeah, Cora Jade is very young, very young. But also, she. But also, I've seen pictures and stuff. She's had like hardcore match experience on the Indies, so maybe she'll okay. be. So maybe she'll be okay. But like, I, I'm interested to see how some like J.C. Jane's gonna do. I need them to call up Io Shirai in 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Zoe Stark's hurt, so they couldn't have Zoe Stark in this match. But Io Shirai has done just about everything in NXT to where they need to go ahead and just call her up to the main roster. Yeah. She's someone that can easily fit on the main roster. I mean, she's 31, um, you know, so she's at a great age where she can go to the main roster and... and Excel. I don't know when Asa coming back. Mm. Uh, she's still hurt. Yeah. But um, you know, I think I think after war games, there's nothing left for her to do. Yeah. So you definitely need to call her up, maybe call up Raquel Gonzalez in the mix as well mm-hmm. later on. But um now and I don't know who's gonna win this match either. I hope Toxic Attraction wins it. Yeah. That'd be a great win for them. Mm-hmm. But um Nah, I got I got team. I, I hope afterwards uh, Shirai gets called up. So yeah, sorry I got distracted by Paul Hammond in a. <laughs> yeah, we got Wrestle War ninety one on the TV right now. Yeah, we wanted to we wanted to um, stay with the topic of war games going into this, so we put a, put on an old war games show or pay per view that had war games from WCW. And we haven't even gotten to the war games match and we're almost done with the show. Well we got so amused by seeing some of the talent from thirty years ago mm-hmm. 
And because uh, I think Wrestle War 91 has the Four Horsemen versus the Steiners. Hold on, let me pull it up right here. It was the Steiners, Sting, and Brian Pillman. Yeah, the Steiners, Sting, and Brian Pillman and versus that sounds excellent. <laughs> the Four Horsemen, which is comprised of Ric Flair, Barry Windham, Sid Vicious, and also Larry Zabisco. Oh. But still. So no Arn and Tolly. No. Oh, I think at this point they may have been in WWF. Yeah, that was when the Brain Busters went over the WWF. Okay, that's right. But the Steiners mm-hmm. and Sting and Brian Pillman and Ric Flair. So Yeah, that sounds fun. That's all something right there. But let's get into this Final War Games match. It is officially old school versus new school. Mm-hmm. It was It's team black and gold representing the original NXT versus Team 2.0. And what I think this is what WWE's version of saying, this is our, these are the future guys. These mm-hmm. are the guys that are going to carry the 2.0 era in NXT. And I like them all. I like the the some of the picks. Mm-hmm. But Team Black and Gold comprises of NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa, mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano. So we're getting DIY back, mm-hmm. which is random yeah but all right i mean team black and gold and Mm -hmm. i gotta say diy was a big part of nxt the old era i mean i'd rather have them team up again than them face each other again we've we've run that horse dry we don't need to see that anymore no for sure uh pete dunn Mm -hmm. is also a part i mean he's been a a big part of i guess you could say nxt as a whole between main nxt and the uk Mm mm-hmm so he's another another one. And LA Knight, who is old by his age. <laughs> he's 39. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as like being a part of Team Black and Gold as old school, he's someone who just came around about a year ago. Yeah. But he's incredibly talented. And I gotta say, because I was always questionable about the former Eli Drake. Mm-hmm. but he's found something. I, I said it back in August when he had the, the feud with Cameron Grimes. He had something. But if you saw the promo that he had backstage after 2.0, mm-hmm. he's a he's a player. He needs to be on the main roster. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's 39 years old. He doesn't need to be on 2.0 much longer. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't just go straight to the main roster when they signed him anyway. I don't know why. Yeah, he has TV experience. Yeah, he did that car show commercial with Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great TV experience. Yeah. Nah, but he, nah, LA Knight's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, so you know, I, I like the group. I, but I feel like that position would be Adam Cole if Adam Cole was still in NXT. Most then likely. Again, he didn't want to be a – he, he would have gone to the main roster – but who knows what they would have done with him. Yeah. I think hindsight, Adam Cole made the right decision. Mm-hmm. So, although I do think Adam Cole will come back. Maybe. We'll see. No, I know maybe. Adam Cole's going to come back to WWE. We'll see. I don't think he can stay in AEW much longer. Or I think he can, but I think... Nah, man. Adam Cole's happy. Like, he's just... He, sl- he slipped right back into what he was doing before he got signed, and he's doing good. Yeah, but like Adam Cole, when Adam Cole went to NXT, he be I think that helped elevate his game. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, prior to NXT, 
He was a Ring of Honor world champion, and he was doing stuff with the Elite and everything. But when he came to NXT, he won all the gold, did everything under the sun, and and he was and he's a primetime player. Mm-hmm. But he goes back to a he goes to AEW, goes back with his friends. What is he doing? He's, he's doing what he wants to. He's, not, he's happy. This he is what he wants to be doing. Do you right want to now. be a world champion? Do you want to be AEW world champion? I don't think that. Like that? I don't. Th- I don't think that's just it for some people. He's doing what he wants to do. He's he's being with his friends. He's on Twitch. I, I think, sa- I think I'm sure. Once, I'm sure he's satisfied doing what he's doing right now. Okay, I think for now. But I, what's the average AEW contract? Three years. Mm-hmm. I think in two years, and and if Adam Cole doesn't get any world championship opportunities or anything like that, doesn't even win a title. I think Adam Cole is just like, man, I'm I'm gonna go back. And I think he'll go back in two or three years, and I think he'll go straight to the main roster, and I think he'll be a champion. But if they don't make him a champion or at least give him a chance to be a champion in AEW, he's wasting his time. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay, I'm hanging out with my buddies and doing all that stuff, but after a while, when does that become okay, I wanna, you know, win some gold. That's what I mean, the cliche is if that's not what you're in this business for, you shouldn't be in this business at all, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think at some point you have to ask yourself, okay, I want to win championships. I want to put on big, big primetime matches and stuff, and stuff like that. And I think the door might open. I mean, he's got a great relationship with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I think they'll easily... I think they will easily make an offer to him once his contract expires. And I think... That Adam Cole, knowing him and his career, will take it into serious consideration. I mean, Brian Danielson, he wasn't full on go to AEW. You know, mm-hmm. he thought about staying with WWE, mm-hmm. and we'll have to see what happens two, three years from now when some of these contracts come to a close, and see what some of these guys are doing, and they'll have to ask themselves, okay. I have fun, but mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I doing here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. will I, I? And I think that's when things get interesting. So I think in the future, Adam Cole will, he might take an offer from WWE mm-hmm. and just to see what's going on. But um, anyway, that was a long side tangent between him and LA Knight. Mm-hmm. But that's team old school. Team 2.0. And like I said, this match was put together in an awkward situation, awkward position, because all of these people had like their own individual feuds, but then joined together based off the fact that, oh, we're old school and, and they're new school or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Team 2.0, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, who's been fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. My boy, Tony D. I don't like Tony D'Angelo is the wild card in this one for me because mm-hmm. he's only had like what two matches, three matches. He's had a couple matches, and he's and I think he's in here based off of fan favorites. Mm-hmm. He is a fan favorite for sure. Oh yeah, like he just has a character that's like okay, mm-hmm. he could be a guy. Grayson Waller has gotten impressive week in and week out, mm-hmm. especially with his uh. His feud with L.A. Knight, Carmelo Hayes, man, I you gotta you have to give some credit to Carmelo Hayes with how he's been able to come in. He's the the North American champion, and he's just uh, on another level. Mm-hmm. 
in my opinion. I mean, he kind of, I don't want to say he has it all, but he can talk the talk, back it up. He's funny. He can put on good matches. He had a great triple threat with Pete Dunne and Johnny Gargano. I think when they say Melo don't miss, he has not missed yet. Mm -mm. I've not seen him miss. And then you got Braun Breaker, who's just a pure a pure force, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I like how they're still keeping him in the main event scene. Yeah. As he should be. His match against Gargano in that ladder match was great. Mm. I liked it. You know? I, I haven't seen it. You guys, you guys see it. It's a good, it's a good ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, Team 2.0 has the advantage. Because mm-hmm. they because uh, Breaker beat Gargano and that was a great match, so I'm excited for this War Games match. This might be the official like end of an era of the Black and Gold. Mm-hmm. Although some of those people will stay there, Gargano's contract ends next week, but Candice LeRae her contract is still going on for a while, even though she's pregnant right now. Um, you know, we'll see what happens to to the Garganos. We'll see what happens with Pete Dunn if he doesn't go to the main roster. I think Pete Dunn should go to the main roster. Yeah. If they're not going to use him on 2.0 anymore. Yeah. Because he's done everything in the UK. He's done just about everything in NXT. He needs to be a main roster. You got to, with the numerous amounts of main roster talent cut from WWE, mm-hmm. you got to fill up those small patches. And I think Pete Dunn is a great one. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, Rich Holland, he's doing solid yeah. on, on the main roster right now. Uh, Zia Lee, whenever she's going to debut. I, I, I've been really digging her uh, her animated vignettes. Yes, I love it. Yeah, they've been, um, they've been great. I am waiting to see the debut of Veer Mahan. Mm-hmm. Remember Veer? Yeah. He was split from Jinder and Shanky. He's Veer. He's there. He's everywhere. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see what Veer Mahan Han will do. So they got some guys that are... People that are having some good, you know, starts on the main roster. I think Pete Dunn should go there as well. Walter should go there too. Mm-hmm. And we'll just see how it all goes. And I think Team 2.0 is going to win this War Games match. Although they shouldn't on paper, right? Yeah. Because they've never been in a War Games match. Champ has been in one. Pete Dunn's been in one. Gargano and LA Knight haven't. But you would think experience would go the would help. Team Black and Gold win this War Games match, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, ideally. Ideally. Well, we'll find out. War Games is this Sunday on Peacock at 8 o'clock. I will be tuning in. We will be tuning in to see what happens. And, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I I, I think uh, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people, there's, you got people that are just, uh, oh, I got a text. Like, you got people that are turned off by 2.0 because I guess they like, you know, how NXT used to be. Mm-hmm. Well, that's AEW now. You yeah. know, so they've gone to AEW. So I'm not going to crap on the newer product because I know they're trying to uh, approach a new market. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten positive feedback from some people I've seen on Twitter. I've liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not all of it is hits, but... It's all fresh every week. It's new people you haven't seen, so yeah. a chance to get behind people. Everybody's got a unique character. It's not just a bunch of people whose gimmick is guy who wrestles good. 
Yeah. Which I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but you kind of need some variety. And I'm not talking about like, and I'm not talking about I want more characters like they had back in the early 90s where you had Trashmen and uh, and like people from the bank walking around. Have you seen the new vignette for this woman, for this girl who is a, a daddy's girl? Oh, yeah. Apparently they've already, they've already changed it from daddy apparently to just dad. Did they? Yeah, because I like pe- I- people were creeped out by her using the word daddy. Tiffany Stratton's character is like a Paris Hilton esque uh, rich girl character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It does, but you can't say daddy anymore. It's yes, been ruined. No, you can't. No, it's not. It has been ruined. You can say it. No, I wanted to see it. Daddy, see that? See. See how creepy that is? It's creepy when you say it, yeah. but when it, <laughs> it's creepy when you a twenty seven year old man. Yeah, well, you're a twenty seven <laughs> year old man saying daddy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's daddy chill. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is what even the that? Hell is that? <laughs> but for her character, whatever this character is, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, it makes sense, and you know, even the young talent on the main roster are getting some time to shine. It seems like Vince McMahon, when he got... The golden egg thing for Survivor Series was just all for Vince McMahon to be back on TV. Mm-hmm. And he has taken Austin Theory under his wing mm-hmm. on Raw on Monday nights. Just, I like it. Which is very interesting. If you ever steal from me again, I'll kill you. Me and Adam Pierce will go to your house. Quite frankly, we'll, we'll take out your entire family. You got a lot to learn about this business, kid. Yeah. He's trying to slap us. I like yeah. it. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. So, you know, good. For, let's give it up for the younger talent. Mm-hmm. You got to start. That They are truly starting to build the next generation, and it's all going to be from younger guys, mm-hmm. not from people that are close to pushing 40. Yeah. No no offense. Or former indie wrestlers. Mm-hmm. No, they, they, have a, they have a method, and they're going for it. Yeah, that that is one thing to go back around to James Storm. Somebody asked him a question during the uh, TNA uh, during the TNA panel at WrestleCade. They asked like he he did have like a very short run in NXT. It's like uh, they they he was asked, do you know if what the potential plans were or what the initial plans were for your thing? And he was like, I don't know about that, but I know that I definitely wouldn't make it there now because there's a cutoff at age thirty for newer people coming in. So. It definitely could. It definitely couldn't work out now. Yeah. So you know, they they know what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. focusing on younger talent, and yeah, that hurts when you see people that we did like get released. And I'm still, I still don't get why they released all of Hit Row because they were high on uh, Top Dollar. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. That he 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 was on that he was on the A and E show. He I mean, was like I, the main guy. He was the main host. Isaiah Swerve Scott was good as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, you can't, you just can't have a, as a threesome without B Fab. Yeah, like that's just, like you when you get rid of one main component of the group, it it takes all the mystique and the uniqueness out of the group. Mm-hmm. So like, and I watched that SmackDown that that one SmackDown they had without B Fab. It was not. Mm-mm. It was just off-putting. You got to have all four of them. And maybe if they stayed in NXT, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Let's say Legato del Fantasma got lucky. Because mm-hmm. while, 
while Hit Row may have won the battle and gone to the main roster, Legato del Fantasma won the war because oh, yeah, they didn't have to get caught up in, in quote unquote budget cuts. And yeah, I, Santos isn't doing much right now. I don't really know what's going on with that group, but at least I know they're still a group and they're still together. Mm -hmm. So I will support whatever Hit Row does on the independence because I think it's it's they're probably going to be a group on the independent scene most likely. And um, so yeah, I want I want to see how that all fares. Mm -hmm. And see how it all goes. But they, they should have never got released. Nope. Should have never got released. You're the biggest mistake of your career, Vince. I, I will say they did call, they did, uh, you know, Shotzi's having some good, a good showing on SmackDown. Yeah, they're finally sh pulling through with Shotzi. They're finally using Aaliyah a little bit. Mm -hmm. Tony Storm is on TV now. Thank God. Uh, I will say, and before we wrap it up, I will say about Tegan Knox. I didn't call this, but I do remember a long time ago, we had the discussion, should WWE release Tegan Knox because of the three ACL surgeries she had? Mm -hmm. And maybe that's it, you know? Maybe that did play a factor into it. I don't know. I think she'll come back, though. She's young. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. That's the thing about these releases. Some of these people, they'll come back. We've seen people that get released and come back. Mm -hmm. And that just means go out, get some experience, get stronger, get better. We'll keep in touch and we'll, we might bring it back in. We saw Drake Maverick come back immediately. And I guess he must have known that, hey, this is temporary. So he, he went he made a, he fully he made a fully produced video <laughs> that he released like two minutes after the news broke that he had been released. Very talented individual. Mm -hmm. he, and that's the thing. Like, it's not the end all be all, you know, but for those who got a taste of it and got released. If you want to go back, you know what you got to do. You got to mm -hmm. reinvent yourself. I mean, Drew McIntyre, prime example, got released out of a crappy 3MB gimmick, mm -hmm. got swole, became a force around the indie scene, came back to NXT, became NXT champion, caught up to the main roster, WWE champion, one of the premier stars on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. So it can happen. It can happen to anybody. Yeah, It's up to them to put the work in and use this as a motivating point to get them prepared when they want to come back, if they want to come back. Yeah, but it's also on WWE to actually give them something good to work with and actually book them properly because they're, they're also mostly to blame in this situation. They call them up, they give them a shitty gimmick, and they're like, this isn't working. We're just going to release you. Yeah, no, I mean, that's right. I mean, they, Karrion Cross did everything they he, he asked him to do. They asked him to do. He wore that stupid outfit with that stupid helmet. Mm -hmm. They had him go out there without his fiance, Scarlett. And what happened? You release him. This man did everything you asked him to do. Yes. Or he asked you to whatever. You get what point I'm trying to make. Mm -hmm. And then with Keith Lee, they said that he was hard to work with backstage. I don't know if I believe that or not. Well, I, I believe their definition of hard to work with is he's he, uh, somebody like somebody being outspoken about their shitty creative and not liking what has been presented to him. That's hard to work with for them. It's like, if it's shitty, he's like, no, I don't want to do it. Can we change this? Oh, he's being hard to work with. Yeah. Cause you're giving him shitty stuff to work with. And he, and he, and he's not, and he's not a good little stooge. He's not a good little sheep. Who's going to remain quiet about it. He's going to speak up about it because he feels like he can. Okay. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, some people who have, uh, gone through the crappy gimmicks end up making them work and that's how they get over. 
Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I can understand. Oh, I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, if you do, and like you're getting an opportunity. Excuse me. You know, so like it's it's you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. So we've seen like both sides of the spectrum. You've seen Keith Lee's side, where you've had multiple gimmick changes, some te- somewhat. I mean, he's had multiple theme songs. He added the Bearcat name and all that type of good stuff and trying to find a way to make things work. And it just didn't. And he was, quote unquote, hard to work with. Well, on the other end, Karrion Cross did everything they asked him to do and still got released. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're screwed one way or another. Mm-hmm. But at least you can just try to make it work. Yeah. It's almost like you probably shouldn't be aiming to work there right now. Well, I mean... Remember, they're a Triple H guy. Triple H brought them into NXT, and then yeah. Vince was like, oh, I got to bring them up. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it all changes, but I think we now know the direction WWE is going, and they will start recruiting out of colleges using the NIL deals, and they find people they like. They'll sign them the contracts and have them work in developmental. And all the other independent wrestlers now – you got a better shot of going to AEW. Mm-hmm. There's maybe one or two. I don't, I'm not going to say they won't just stop completely with the independent superstars, but they're not going to give everybody a chance anymore. Yeah. They'll have a better if – if you got to really stand out, you know, if you don't, AEW's right there. Mm-hmm. All right, we've, we've wrapped up and talked about all that we can remember in the last six, seven weeks. Ben, take us home, my friend. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to whatever episode this is of Southern Respect on the podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Please rate, review, and or subscribe on any and or all of those platforms. And also, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Wrestling. I'm at The Wall Report. That's spelled W-A-U-G-H. Mm-hmm. And um, have you even had time to stream? Nope. Are you getting back to streaming anytime soon? Hopefully soon, yes. Will we even come back next week? That I have, I have, I'm going to be out of town for a work thing on Thursday, so probably not. All right. Well, we're telling you now, unlike the last episode where we said we'll see you next week, we'll see you when we see you. Yeah. That might be two weeks from now. That might be three weeks from now. Hell, we might just shut this thing down until January. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But I can keep an open promise. I can keep a promise as open as this. Mm-hmm. We will be back at some point once again in December. Yep. We do not know when. We do not know where, but we know we will be back sometime this month. To quote George Harrison, when he briefly quit the Beatles within that four-day period in 1969, according to the Beatles' Get Back, we'll see you around the clubs. I got to watch that documentary. I heard it's really good. It is really good. It's There's three parts, but they're each like two and a half hours. Yeah. but like, It's like classic footage from the Beatles making that album, right? Or Yeah. Like the... Like, it's a fascinating it's a fascinating story. So like the original intention was because at this point they had not performed in front of a live crowd in three years because they become a strictly studio band. So what they were going to do is they were going to write new material and record their new album in front of a live audience. So they were like trying to get together and like write songs, create new ideas. And the whole thing was very stressful, leading to George at just some point just going, I think I'm leaving the band now. And then they had to convince them to come back by changing their thing. So it's like, we'll still record an album, but not live in front of people. But they still want to do a live performance, which is where the rooftop concert comes in later. So, like, it, it's all fascinating stuff. 
Especially if you're a especially if you're already a Beatles fan. What's the official album that they did live, or what was like? What album was this revolved around? Uh, when they were writing it, like this was before Abbey Road came out. Oh, so, so this isn't really Abbey Road. Like some of the stuff they come up with in the special ends up on Abbey Road, and then the rest of it ends up on Let It Be. Okay, yeah, Let It Be was kind of like the scattered remains of what was produced during this uh during these sessions because by this point the band had already broken up but they were just piecing things together for that final beatles album release technically abbey road's like the last thing they really recorded together i gotta watch this documentary then it's fat it's fascinating like you can see they have on film the exact moment when paul mccartney comes up with get back and it's pretty it's pretty interesting stuff so it's called the, the documentary is called the get back no it's called get back because that's what that that's what that was going to be the original name of the album. Get back. Okay. But then it eventually morphed into Let It Be. Because oh, get, okay, yeah. yeah. Because the original documentary, because all this footage was captured, because they did, they did, they originally did a uh, documentary film called Let It Be, which came out in 1970. So all the footage that's being used for this is footage that wasn't used for that initial documentary. Yeah, I gotta watch this. It, it, it's fascinating stuff, and also. And also, it's so far it's the only thing on Disney Plus they've allowed, like, like, uh, fuck, like you hear <laughs> you, you hear him like cursing. Expletives are used on Disney Plus for the first time. Pretty much, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I recommend it. All right. Well, I gotta check it out then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turn on Disney Plus <laughs> so you can hear Paul McCartney say fuck. All right. <laughs> There's a bunch of other stuff I gotta. I'm gonna watch. break up the fucking Beatles. <laughs> I've spent a lot of my time since now we've had some downtime. I spent a lot of my time binge watching Seinfeld mm -hmm. to the point where I'm at season eight. Yeah, you're almost there. You're almost done. I don't know how. It's just I thought it was like a week ago. I was on season two, <laughs> and here I am now mm -hmm. on the season. I've really just watched a lot of Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. So good show. Yeah, good, good show. I remember when you first started. At one point, you asked me, "Does it get better?" Apparently, yeah. it does. Well, like every show, I mean, The Office, Parks and Rec, you know, some shows just they start out completely dry. Mm -hmm. And as you watch, you ask, OK, to get funny. And then something funny happens, like just a little thing. It's like, all right, I'll go to the next episode and see what's up. And then more funny stuff happens. And all of a sudden you love it. And then I'm in season eight of Seinfeld <laughs> for some reason. Mm -hmm. So, um. So yeah, I just got HBO Max. You finally got the HBO Max set back up for me so I can watch Curb Your Enthusiasm afterwards so I can mm -hmm. see more of Larry David's masterpieces. Mm -hmm. So uh, in a mix of all the wrestling we're still watching. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we will see you at some point later this month. Mm -hmm. That's about as, as open as we're going to be because yep. we don't really know our schedules right now and we were extremely tired during the month of November, mm -hmm. and we're catching up on all of our all of our downtime here in December. Yep. So, um, so yeah, we we will see y'all when we see y'all. Mm -hmm. See you around the clubs. <laughs> see you around the clubs. You're dealing with the X Factor. Still dealing with the X Factor. Yes, indeed. Yo. Yo.